Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome into the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and here we go. Team event this week. The team I've got on the line this time around starts with the coach. What's going on, coach? What's good? I'm so excited to be back here for one reason and one reason only. Mark Emmelman. Hello, Mark. It's great to see you, big boy. What up, coach? I was uh, so happy to see your prompt pair, you know. Prompt pairs make prompt friends. I appreciate you very much. It's good to be back. <laughs> that right there, Mark Immelman and Kyle Porter rounds out our group for the day. KP, welcome in. I haven't paid anybody, so I apologize. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that right. I'll do that before the show's over. I'll do that right now right. while we're talking. <laughs> I'm all paid up, except I got to get Mark's uh, Venmo. We'll have to figure that out, Mark. But otherwise, I'm all paid up. Oh, he just sent it. He just oh, sent it on the thread. He just oh, sent it. Good. Maybe I'm a few yeah. behind. Oh, there we go. Okay, we'll get that all taken Rick, care of. Rick, I finally figured out I'm having a big week. I learned how to use uh, TikTok. Uh, you <laughs> learn how to use the YouTube and now the Venmo. I'm styling. Yeah. Did you wow. say the YouTube? Did you oh, say yeah. the YouTube? This is a joke that goes back when the youngsters were ripping the old guy saying, oh, oh he probably just figured out the YouTube, you know. <laughs> the YouTube, the TikTok, the Venmo. What's next, Mark? Do you have your eyes set on something else in the future that you want to learn? I don't know. I'll have to keep my eyes and ears peeled. Maybe you youngsters can help me out. And we owe you we owe you 10 bucks, Mark? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I hate that he won the first half. I hate it so much. But I respect it. I respect it. Uh, Mark, we'll have to get you in a like virtual reality or the metaverse, maybe. That's where that's where we'll take you now. <laughs> <laughs> that can be like a new nickname, like Megatron Metaverse. I can do that. Yeah, metaverse maybe. Mark. Yeah, I think it's got a, a nice little ring to it. I think that's where uh, the gold boy is right now from the players' championship. <laughs> Mark and the gold boy can hang out in the metaverse. Gold boy's hitting every shot ever hit in golf history. Just infinite <laughs> loop is what he's going through right now. It's, it's a sight to behold. Uh, gentlemen. Storylines, let's start there. We've got our very first official request filed to the PGA Tour to play an event in the Live Golf Invitational. That golfer coach, the first one to make the move, Robert Garrigus. He's ranked 1,043rd in the world. He's played three PGA Tour events this year. He has officially filed with the Tour to go play their first event in June. My first question was, does he even still play golf? Didn't even know. And you just said the numbers, and you just said how far away from being relevant he is. So I don't even know why this is a relevant story, other than the fact that he's the first one that we know of that has filed this with the PGA Tour. I'm here calling the Zuri Classic. Mark, of course, works for the PGA Tour as well and for CBS Sports. I don't even know if either one of us knew that Robert Garrigus was still playing, but what this does is now it opens the table because we know it, it, it clearly – has to be the time period where you would have to uh, say to Liv, I'm going to play in X, Y, and Z. I'm sure they've got to have a commitment from Robert Garrigus and other players. 
But to me, this is a non-story. Until it's a player that, let's say, is in the top 200. Let's just let's make that a compromise. Top, top 1,000. All right, top 1,000. Thank you, KP. Then I will think it's a big story. To me, this is a non-story. Uh, the first event held in London June 9th. So, Mark, the way this does shake out, Coach is right. We're, we're going to have to find out soon because you have to file a request with the PGA Tour for a waiver 45 days in advance. So that's Monday, April 25th. As we chat right now, that is six days away. So I imagine the next six days, Mark, we are going to be hearing more waiver talk. I have two. I have an observation and a question. My, first off, is my question is, what is Garrigus's guarantee that he's playing in this thing? Is it just like last place check in whatever the first event is, or is he getting money to play? Do we know? We I, don't. I would. I would have to think it's the former, right? He, he's. He's. He doesn't. I mean, he's like a part-time player. They well, cannot be paying an appearance fee to Rob. If they are, uh, I'm headed over there. Like, come on, they cannot be paying an appearance fee to Robert Garrigus. It's got to be last place money. <laughs> I've just come from the course. I had the golf clubs out there. <laughs> What's my world ranking? Um, no, well, yes, the, but but yes, what is, you know, jokes aside, sort of somewhat laughable about the thing. Last week, um, we're at Hilton Head, and I'm there in the Flash area, and I get from an unnamed source who's somewhat reliable um, that invitations have been sent to all the Corn Ferry players, a yeah. number of prominent amateur golfers, I mean, they are just throwing this net. They are trawling right now for anyone to hopefully find a field. And I was like, are you serious? Even amateurs? And I got this very solemn nod going, even amateurs. And I was like, oh, my goodness. If they're having to go that wide to assemble a field for whatever event, I'm like, uh, it doesn't bode well for the future. But again, I've been proved wrong. But I did hear that last week, and, and I was shocked because I thought – You'd get the, you know, the, the the suspects, you know, the Stensons and the Roses and those sorts of people and Westwood, perhaps. But right now, the, these next six days are going to be telling. And I don't think Garrigus is going to unlock the spigot. I don't think that's going to, like, open it up and all of a sudden people go, oh, well, it's okay that I go and enter right now. That's not the case. All of those aforementioned, they, the agents on the line right now trying to get as much as they possibly can, I guarantee you. Because once you've done this, you're done. And uh, that's a pretty big leap. It's easy to say we're back in January, but now that there's a deadline and you're just six days away, it's like when you're standing on the edge of the cliff and you're like, <laughs> they've told me I'm getting X and this is going to last. Uh, do I jump or do I just go with the bird in the hand worth the two in the bush kind of thing? I guess I have three three paths for this uh, here, gentlemen. I guess, first off, if you know you're burning your ties with the PGA Tour, you don't have to request a, a waiver, right? You just go play and know you're not coming back, right? So I guess we could learn about more golfers, KP, like after this this May, April 25th deadline. Like if they're really if they're really intent on burning the bridge, why would you even request a waiver? Well, why why would Robert Garrigus request a waiver? Like, did, does he come? Like, he's a PGA Tour member. He's a paid up member. Every <clears throat> you have to pay your membership every year, and that makes no, 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 no. I I know that, but like, why does he care about coming back? ever to the pga tour is what i'm saying right why does he because i i think i think the end game there is that the pga tour will either be it will be ruled unlawful that they can that they can ban members that they can ban athletes um and and so you would be able to eventually like come back 
right? So I, that, that's good. The spot by saying, I did what I was supposed to do. I requested a waiver. Let let the courts eventually battle this out later. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's, maybe, it's a smart play. It's a smart play maybe, by Kyrgyz. And maybe that happens, but I, I, I'm, I tend to believe that there's not going to be very many guys that won't file the waiver. But for that very reason, because you don't, I mean, if you're doing this, like, let's say you're Bubba Watson, that's the name that's been in, in kind of the news recently. I think there was a telegraph article last week that said he's one of the rumored names, which again, congratulations, fire festival. You've booked one, uh, you've booked blink 82, 182. Good job. Great. Um, if you're Bubba Watson, you're like, I don't, is this thing even going to be like, and you get all this money and you, and you, and you think like, well, this thing might fall apart in a year or two years. And at that point, either the PGA tour would, this is the other part I was going to say, either the PGA tour would accept me back because that folded and we're forgiven and everything's good now or whatever, or the court, because there will surely be a lawsuit. The court will overrule the PGA tour and say, you, yo, you can't, what you like, you can't keep Bubba Watson from playing in the Travelers Championship. And Bubba Watson would have wanted to have things in like his ducks in a row of saying, Yo, I filed the waiver. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is how these things work. And uh, so I don't, I don't think we'll get a lot of guys post April 25th, uh, that are that are uh, that we don't like that haven't already filed a waiver that are also playing in this, at least not the guys with good lawyers and agents because they would have told them listen you gotta you gotta do this the right way go ahead mark well just one more thing too you know we talk about the pga tour and garrigus who's in his mid-40s and then use the names we toss out of the guys in there early to late sort of mid-40s maybe slightly later there's also the champions tour which is under the auspices of the pga tour yes and uh it's not like you are now done with the tour you might be but a lot of these guys are I've heard Justin Leonard's practicing real hard for when he turns 50 in just a short time. And uh, he's doing a little less television. So there's a really, it's not like life ends for these guys like in their 40s. There's a whole lot of golf 50 and beyond. So I think there's some of that to bear in mind as well. Well, yep. that, that's kind but, of the, the other interesting thing about this uh, here, Coach. Sorry, KP. The, the, there's kind of a dead zone. If like between 40 and 50 on the PGA tour, you see guys not nearly as competitive as they get into their early, mid, late forties. But then as soon as they get on the, on the champions tour, they're like the fresh young crop. They can compete uh, quite a bit. This is kind of an awkward age time for a lot of guys. Yeah. And, and Mark can, can speak to this too. There are so many guys that we work with on PGA tour live, Mark Wilson, John Rollins, etc that they won't just come out and tell you, yes, I'm really looking forward to 50. But I think inside, they're saying, I really can't wait to get to 50 because we've had so many guys, the Furicks, the Mickelsons, all these guys that they turn 50, what do they do? They just win and they dominate right away because these courses are so much shorter. So now I think we're starting to see that that's got to be a mindset. I think Mark brings up a great point and KP as well, that these guys have to think about if this doesn't last for the next five to seven or eight years or they don't make as much money as they thought they were going to, you – First place of the Champions Tour is still paying three hundred grand or two hundred grand. There's that's still pretty substantial money, and they want to have a place to compete. And if they get shut out of the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour, that's a long period of time to have to figure out where else do I make money as a pro golfer. That's something to really think about. Hey Rick, the guys that Coach references, analysts there uh, on PGA Tour Live. 
because the studio is there at the World Golf Village, and there's a golf course right there, the Slammer and the Squire. Yep. Dude, during breaks, they're out there hitting golf balls. After hours, they're out there practicing. Those dudes, it's 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 not cruising right now. They might not say we're playing as cha- on the Champions Tour, but all indications show, and I'd be happy to bet a bottle of wine on the fact that all of those guys will be uh, lining up on the Champions Tour in just a few years' time. 100%. I think what's interesting about this, Rick, is that you're going to get the field filled out, right? Like you're going to have a tournament on June 9th through 11th. Now, Robert Garrigus might be the best player in that field, which is not good. But there was an interesting Greg Norman quote that came out. I think it was in that Telegraph article last week where he said, I don't really care who plays in the first couple events because eventually when Robert Garrigus has made 20 million in four months, uh, Corey Connors. And I think that's the name that that Corey Connors is not rumored to be mentioned, but that was the name we were tossing out there earlier. Um, Xander Schaff, whoever is going to be like, Robert Garrigus is terrible at golf. I can destroy him. Right. And that's what, that's what Norman is banking on. And that's what you can do when you have a, uh, quote unquote, unlimited supply of money is that you can, you know, have a loss leader for a year, two years, three years, whatever, and then eventually believe that the market will uh, rise to meet uh, what, what the money you're throwing out there, right? That the, that the, that the, the supply will be, or I'm going to say that incorrectly. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I think that that's what, that's what they're banking on. And honestly, like if I'm a, PGA Tour, if I'm a McKinsey Tour player, a PGA Tour Latino America, and I'm scratching out 47K a year, 88K a year, I can probably justify where the money's coming from if the purse is $20 million and I'm one of only 48 guys playing in the event, right? Like those, yeah. those fields will be filled out. Uh, I, I don't know by who. And again, I we have yet to see any name of any like any anywhere even close to a star committing to this and I don't know if we ever will but there's going to be a tournament on June 9th through 11th because like for that very reason and let's keep this in mind they don't care if this golf league ever makes any money that's not what this is about this is about creating a country and a narrative that get people to want to go there as a vacation destination. This is the long play. So when you have $500 billion, that's what's in this fund, $500 billion with a B. They don't care if they lose 5 or $10 billion over the course of the next 5 or 10 years. They want people to come to Saudi Arabia and vacation there and golf there. And all these new golf courses they're building, they want people to play them. But it's not going to be people from Saudi Arabia. That's the whole game play here. So they don't care if they lose money on this. They don't care at all. Coach, give me some context with the uh with the wrestling thing, right? So they so they started that. Was that was that financially like did it succeed? Was it a like was it a loss? Like what what did that look like? They're in the middle of it right now. So what it was is it's a 10-year deal, two shows a year. It was 10 million dollars plus production costs that they paid to Vince to go over there twice a year. The very first event because to this point, they love stars. They paid Hulk Hogan, who was ostracized by the WWE at the time because of some racist remarks that he made. They said, we want him because he's a star. He's the biggest star of all time. They paid him $2 million on top of the $10 million to the company for Hulk Hogan to go over with the first couple of shows. 
And then now they're in the middle of that 10-year deal. So it's all about the money. It's easy money. They're paying all the production costs as well. So that shows, again, to my point, they don't care about losing money. It's about starting the narrative to change what people think about that country. Hmm. Do you think they made money on that or just lost a ton? They lost a ton because it's not even pay-per-view in their, in their country. It's just a regular show. Over uh, here, okay. it's pay-per-view on Peacock that pays $200 million a year to the WWE. So, no, they're not making money on it at all. But it's about showing the country and showing that there's yeah, women yeah. at the events. It's the very first event that women were allowed to attend. That shows you how far away that country is from being normal. Women couldn't even go to sporting events until the last two or three years. That's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Well, we are apparently six days away from the waiver deadline, so we will see if, who, and when more names start rolling out. And I imagine maybe the first event uh, that these guys put on looks a lot different than the the eighth event that they put on. But let's do a um, quick pivot here to oh, a little bit of international team news here. Uh, an Immelman, Trevor, has announced – the rich vice captains. One. Mark, <laughs> vice captains are out. Yeah. Ogilvy, Choi, Weir, Vijegas. What do you think? Well, now you know where the next few Presidents' Cups are going when they're not in the United States, right? <laughs> no, it, this this group has been bred by Captain Ernie else, you know, since the Royal Melbourne gig, and they basically like um, whatever. What was the US thing? The search party or the focus group or what was that thing called? Uh, the the task, group, task force, yeah, task. the task force. Um, so, so you chart the future for stuff, and so Trevor got Quail Hollow. You know, he lives here in the states, had success over there, and then when you go down to um, Australia, Jeff's going to be the guy because that's basically a home course for him. Canada's going to be Mike Ware. We're going to go to South Korea, in which KJ, which time KJ Choi is going to be a captain. And I like the pick of Camilo Vijegas. I really do. Um, <clears throat> he's a great guy with an awesome story to tell. He's very current. He's out there playing with the guys and super well likable and respectable and respected. So I, I think a lot of it is sort of expected. But that being said, I think it's a tremendous crew. And I'm I'm super, super excited right now as I watch sort of from my vantage point as to what's happening with this team. I mean, at the Masters two weeks ago, I'm chatting with um, Adam Scott, who's got a President's Cup towel in his bag. And this was always the knock on the team, that there was never cohesion. There was never any unity. Players coming from opposite sides of the globe, and everyone speaks different languages. They're trying to beat each other week in and week out, and all of a sudden, they've got to band together for four days and beat the, the vaunted American team. Well, now I see these guys, they're wearing their T-shirts, their hoodies. They've got this, this, uh, this um, emblem, this logo they're banding behind. And you can see it and you can sense it. And uh, last week, it was cool, man. I came in there just to go and see the, the trio of them. Um, Waco Neiman, um, Cam Smith, oh, and I'm having a senior moment, the third. But they Sung JM. And they all um, um, international President's Cup team guys playing alongside each other. The banter was there. And you could see the fist bumping and stuff. I was like, man, I am excited. I'm excited for my brother. I'm excited for the crew. Now, look, they're going to have to pull the rabbit out of the hat to beat the U.S., but right now there's some huge traction that's being gained. I, I see that logo everywhere. Yeah, guys wear the T-shirt in the gym. It's a good it's, logo. 
it's a great logo. The best thing they ever did was like rebrand it and, and throw that that badge on there. Uh, KP, Camilo Vijegas making his assistant captain debut. Only played in the President's Cup once. That was 2009. But he seems to be a very well-respected, well-liked guy that you could eventually rally around, which is like what I kind of feel like a lot of the captaincy is, is go play for this guy, you know, for, for however many days, uh, we're all, you know, we're all good soldiers and we're all going to be part of this team. And I feel like Vijegas probably grows into that role at some point. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's interesting. I just read Shane Ryan's new book, um, the cup they couldn't lose talking about the, it was about the 2021 or whatever we're calling it. Ryder, the Ryder cup last year at whistling straights. And in it, he talked a lot about how Europe and this is what Mark was referencing, Europe figured out this formula of like, listen, like we don't have the guys, we don't have the horses, but we're going to out manage you. We're going to put our guys in the right spots. We're going to use statistics. We're going to be smart. We're going to create a, we're going to create trust, like institutional trust and knowledge that we can use every two years. And for whatever reason, it took the United States 30 years to catch up to that, right? They just, they're just now catching up to it. And I think in a lot of ways, the international team has followed, albeit a lot sooner, has followed the US lead on that and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to, that's the model, right? Like that's the, that's the new model is like get guys in there that know the ropes, that you're not just bringing in a figurehead like a, like a Gary player or a Jack Nicholas or a Tom Watson is the, is kind of the ultimate example in 2014 where, Oh, Tom Watson, he won a bunch of opens back in the sixties and seventies. He's, he, or, you know, like, or seventies and eighties, he, sh- sh- he should be the captain. Like that's, that's not, that's not how the, I mean, you can do it like that. It's not going to go that well. So I think the international team has done a great job of uh, creating that continuity. And listen, I mean, I don't think they're going to win at Quail Hollow because the, because that's a hard course for them to win on. But I'm pumped about Australia the next time. I mean, think about how fun that Australia, that 2019 uh, President's Cup was. That was like legit close. Like they, they, I don't know if they should have won. They, they could have though. And that's thrilling because when they go to courses like that, it just, I don't know. I get really excited about that. And I think a course can really make that event even better than it already is. One more thing I want to add to what Carl said there about Quail Hollow. It was a part of the reason um, that my brother, well, Ernie started the logo thing and built the meaning behind it. And he showed the team a video. And so they understand how this thing came together. And that merchandise was never available. An international team merchandise, if you will. And Trevor said to me, he goes, the American team, all the American fans can buy stuff in Walmart and go and support your team, right? You just wear stars and stripes. He goes, but we never had anything. And so the whole goal for the last little while here is to get the stuff out there. So for some international, even though it's in the United States, when you show up there at Quail, you can show your allegiance too. And yes, you might be drowned out by the local fans, but your team will be able to see, well, there's our guys over there. And it's not just the fanatics waving the Australian flag and singing songs like they normally do. It's, okay, we've got a bit of a groundswell. And so I think because of that, even though they will be vitally outmatched and outnumbered fan-wise over there, at least you'll start to at least be able to say, well, yeah, we are we're Georgia coming into Clemson. And yes, we've got the small corner of the stand, but we're red and black, and man, we're going after it. And so there's a lot of that going on too. So it's, it, to, to me, again, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one way. I'm expecting another uh, Quail Hollow, 
but but I, I'm just excited to see where this thing's going. And I can see now, it's like Faldo told me, when Tony Jacklin took over the Ryder Cup team, the first thing he did was he got them to fly on the Concorde to the United States. And, he's, and Faldo said the entire team of 12 guys felt like they were like superstars. And they got off the, the, the Concorde like, we belong. Where they were flying in coach on some transatlantic trip. But now they were like, okay, here we are. We belong. And I can see that with the internationals now too going, we got a logo, man. There's three of us. There was take these boys on. They're gonna they're supposed to beat us, but they gotta come and beat us, and we belong now. Uh, 1614 was the United States victory in Australia and coach. I mean, it, it's clear on a talent standpoint, the United States uh, seemingly going to be the favorites for, for quite some time. So there really is a, an inherent value in the systemic side of all of this, building it up, making sure that you have all the best resources and the best data and having a, a rallying cry or something to at least make that gap smaller off the golf course and hope it translates on the golf course. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add because those uh, Mark and KP did a great job of this and they know so much more about the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup than I do. But I, I know about team sports and I know what it takes. And it's not always just the best team. We've seen that in the Ryder Cup uh, that gets the job done. Teamwork, all the words they've already used, all the adjectives, just making you feel a part of something. Because especially in today's day and age, 2022, everybody, I don't care if you're a big-time athlete or you're just a, a, a grinder that works 8 to 5 every day, you want to feel a part of something. And I think that's what they're starting. It may not show up in a victory this year, but I think long-term, certainly it'll be a lot more competitive and we'll see the international team win uh, at some point. There's a great take out there that the President's Cup will be more competitive than the Ryder Cup over the next 20 years. Awesome. There might be something to that. Think about think about Maybe. the injection of Neiman, Sung JM, and think about I, I mean, what's the next class of European talent getting injected into the into the Ryder Cup? We don't Rock, have time. Entire, we don't. We, we, we can't go down this road. We we'll be here another hour. Rick. Lighting, you're lighting him up. You're lighting him up. That's my fault. That's that's a different podcast for a different day. Okay, gentlemen, we got to do our best bets, our picks, and our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. 
So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And we're back. Uh, Mark, I, I think people are taking to you very much being in, uh, you know, young popular culture. David will personally pay $500 for you to do a TikTok dance of coaches choosing. You might have a side income here, Mark. Pay, oh it, to, pay it to who? Pay it to you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Come oh, on. <laughs> if you're willing to do it, yeah. I've got a 13-year-old daughter. That's That's all she does. I will supply the dance. If you do it and we roll it on the show, I'm a girl dad, big guy. And if you let me bring my youngest, my youngest into this, I'm all over it. All right. Uh, hey, we'll do a combo video. We'll let your youngest one come in. I think that'd be amazing. Hey, amazing. I'm, okay. Right, we'll I, quick, I quickly want to pivot before we get to this, because I, I typed into the rundown, get that. I even looked at the thing. I just, and Kyle can help me out on this. I want to now, if we, on the subject of teams, right. An international team and stuff. If I was a coach of a team, I want Ryan Palmer as my recruiting guy. Huh? <laughs> I mean, this guy's played alongside right? Jordan Speed, John Rahm, and now Scotty Scheffler in the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. He's a legend. He is an absolute recruiting legend. Coach, I think, or uh, Mark, I think quickly pivoting is what you're going to be doing in that TikTok video as well. <laughs> We'll figure out the logistics of all this. Uh, I would love it. Get this money allocated. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Ryan Palmer might his, his next career instead of PGA tour champions, will just be the head coach of some college basketball. Just be the best recruiting guy out there traveling to all the living rooms, bring in all the, all the five-star recruits. He's got an expert, obviously. I did. I looked up the numbers. So his first partner was Spieth when Spieth was third in the world. Okay. His next partner was Rom when Rom was 11th in the world. His next partner was Rom when Rom was third in the world. And now it's Scheffler who's first in the world. So he's never had a partner that's worse than 11th in the world. <laughs> what With all due respect to Ryan Palmer, it's not like he's Tiger Woods. It's not like guys are clamoring to play with him. So whatever he's doing, it caught the attention of a lot of the players. You guys see Justin Thomas's tweet yesterday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That but to add funny. to this too, right, people love to go down to New Orleans, but where this event's sitting in the calendar right now, we've got a pretty big event just down the track, some in yeah. Tulsa, and guys are now going to start watching their playing windows and practice time and stuff. And so, yes, Ryan, he's convincing the world's number one guy. It's like, yo, I know you just won the Masters, by the way, and you've taken a few weeks off. Come play in this little team thing with me for four days. It'll be good for you, I promise you. The field, the I mean, to that point, though, the field is really good. I mean, I, it's it's almost – I think there's 10 or 11 of the top 20 guys are playing. And, it, you know, I think sometimes we, we do see down periods, but like starting – like between the majors starting right now and uh, with, with quail hollow in a couple of weeks, it I, I'm kind of surprised that there's that many top, top 20 players participating. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So let's, let's jump into this. Uh, obviously the team event this week, if you haven't heard uh, they're in 80 groups of two, so 160 golfers on the course, they will play four sums and four ball on alternating days. And then we will crown not one, but two champions. We're going to start with our best bets here, Coach, and I'm going to throw this right over to you because you are mighty keen on the Chileans. 
Yeah, I feel like this is, to me, a lot of my picks you're going to see this week are just kind of thrown against the wall because this is the one event that if one player is playing bad, you could you could have the number one player in the world, and it may not matter. So I'm kind of just throwing stuff here. Joaquin Neiman, he's a recent winner. I think Mito Pereira, we all agree. It's just a matter of when, not if he wins on the PGA Tour. So why shouldn't it be this week? But I'm not picking them to win. I just need them to beat Max Homa and Taylor Gooch, who are going to be more worried about their walk-up music than they are about playing well in the tournament. To me, this is an easy play. Minus 120, uh, Joaquin Neiman, Mito Pereira over Max Homa and Taylor Gooch. I'm going with our defending champs, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman. Their numbers are eye-popping around the Zurich over Scotty Scheffler and Ryan Palmer. Fading Scotty Scheffler has been a real treat, let me tell you guys, over the course of the past uh, six or seven (laughs) weeks. It's been very, very profitable for me. Uh, KP, ooh, Look at you. You took on the big dogs. What do you got? Yeah, I, I really liked the Davis Riley Zalatoris pairing, and I tried to do something with them, but ultimately I went with uh, Xander and Cantlay. And you're kind of betting here, like they're the safer bet. Morikawa and Hovland, higher ceiling, I think. But you might run into a situation with Morikawa and Hovland where the short game's not clicking and they shoot 74 in alternate shot. And that's just not going to happen with with Xander and, and Patrick Cantlay. So I, I like them uh, over that duo. Minus 110 uh, in the battle of the big boppers. Mark, you did indeed go with that Riley and Zalatoris group, and you're asking them at even money to finish inside the top 20. Yeah, well, there's, you, you know me, there's two things I don't know as much about betting as what you do, but I don't like to bet if there's a minus in front of the number. So 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 I think the plus 100 was good. And there was another twosome at that number in um, – Tyrrell Hatton and Danny Willits also for a top 20. And for me, it was a bit of a corn flip. I, I made a point of watching Danny Willett play a little bit last week just to see where the game was. And he looks really sharp. And of course, Tyrrell Hatton is a greens and regulation machine. And that's sort of what this golf course is. You put the It's long, so you put the ball in play off the tee. And when you're playing alternate shots, certainly, but when you've got best ball on the go, you get yourself two birdie attempts on every green and you've got the, the, the odds stacked in your favor. But I just couldn't avert my eyes from uh, from Will and Davis Riley. They both punish it off the tee. They're both really good ball strikers. I think they're going to be excitable. And they're obviously playing with a whole lot of confidence. And so I think um, they may just cruise inside the top 20. I'd like to know what their top 10 number was. Uh, I would guess it's 2-1, to one, but I can look that up. Davis Riley, Will Zalatoris, top 20 is even money for Mark. Gentlemen, we're going to move along to our sleepers here. Uh, we've all kind of circled the wagons in the 50 to 55 to 1 range. KP, you and I are on the same boat. It's Mad McNeely, Joseph Bramlett. Why do we like him? Well, I think that the things we don't like about Bramlett, which is short game, McNeely makes up for, and that doesn't it doesn't always work like that in in uh, a team event like this. But McNeely's been playing good golf. He's only missed one cut so far this season, and I think you have a situation where you could see, you know, the the ham and egg uh, foursomes that we've seen from guys over the Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. Obviously, these guys are not in that class, but. Uh, I, I like the way their games fit together, and they're both really good ball strikers. Uh, they also both make a ton of birdies. Now, that's good in a format like this. You just hope they don't make bogeys, uh, which they often also do at the same time, because that would be troublesome. 50 to 1 for Matt McNeely, Joseph Bramlett. The coach has gone with two guys who are very familiar with one another in this type of format. Yeah, they've been playing together for many, many years. They're Ryder Cup guys. They've also played in this event, as you just said. Uh, so I, I went with them because I feel like 
if you go with a new duo, they're going to take a little bit to get used to each other, and that can cost them strokes. And if, you, if you're off just even one day, that's going to cost you the win. So Rose, Stenson, they've played well here together. They know each other very, very well. So at plus 5,000 to me, it's worth a little sprinkle. By the way, Mark, I looked it up. Zalatoris and Riley are plus 250 for a top 10 finish this week. There you go. Um, Mark, your sleepers, 55 to 1, a couple of South Africans. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing. Maybe I'm thinking a little too deep on this, but um, you guys talk about best ball, and I made the point about two birdie putts. To me, this tournament gets one and alternate, alternate, one and lost an alternate shot, and there's two rounds of foursomes. And the way the golf course stacks out is that there are three par threes that are on odd-numbered holes and one on, e on an even number hole. So that means if you take the tee shot on the first, you can hit more approach shots than your partner. And if you ting off on the second, you can hit more tee shots. And I love that combo. Charles Swatzel drives it like a demon. And he's been playing great. Uh, said to me he's been playing awesome, just not well in tournaments. And he, he flashed some of that form at the Masters. And Christian Besedner, to me, is a champion in waiting, and he puts it great. So they kind of ham and egg the thing some. And uh, both, they speak Afrikaans. I think this Christian Besedner may be the slightly more accurate Louis Oestesen, who was alongside Charles Swatzel, and they nearly won this thing the last, the last time around. So I think at plus 5,500, they're worth keeping an eye on. Um, I was going to say, so. oh, you are not overthinking it, Mark. You're thinking about all the right things. Very well researched. I love that. Yes. A fist, <laughs> a fist pump for those of you who are just listening. Uh, I'm going to roll through the top tens here, and then we'll get to our sleeper. So the coach went with the official team, no putt. Keegan Bradley, Brendan Steele, <laughs> plus 250. I went with Seamus Power, Graham McDowell at 3-1. to one. KP went with Will Zalatoris and Davis Riley. That's where he found a spot for him at plus 250. And Mark went with our defending champs, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. So uh, let's scroll back to our winners here. And coach... Who do you have winning the Zurich Classic, $1.2 million each, a crystal trophy, and a championship belt on the line? Well, here's the deal. It's a great educational time for people at home that may not be into live betting. I really believe that Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa will win this event. And I know KP doesn't believe that, but I believe that they will. They're only plus 850 to win. If you bet on a winner to, at plus 850, you will not be betting for very long. You cannot do that. You can't do it. So you I have to be hitting the ATM often. That's all. Correct. Correct. It just it just doesn't pay. So I, you know me, my rule is it's got to have a two in front of it for me to even bet on it. So I love Joaquin Neiman. We know he's in form. But Mito Pereira is the wild card here. And I think he's going to be a terrific partner. I think it's his time. And this could be the week where he doesn't have all the pressure on himself and he can have that proven PGA Tour winner beside him. I love them at plus 2,500. Coach, I love that when we were doing your your best bet, which was Mito and Joaquin Neiman over Homa and Gooch, you said, I'm not asking them to win. Here you are asking them to win, my friend. <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very true. My bad. I, I, was just, I was trying to compartmentalize. Yeah, it's good. Two different wagers. It's all good. Uh, Mark, your pick to win this week's Zurich Classic, please. I'm going with Xander and Patrick Cantlay for two reasons. Number one, I'm aggravated at producer Jacob that he's making me pick two players in one and done this week. And that is me basically because I was all over Billy Horschel the whole year. I've been sitting on Billy Horschel to play in this event and I uh, wasn't able to do so. So I'm sort of boycotting that situation some. 
Um, but then, you know, you got Patrick Cantlay, who made me look like a complete rear end last week when I faded him on HQ, and the guy gets in a playoff. Um, and I, I had him for two rounds, and I watched him play, and I talked to him, and everything just seems like it's going swimmingly. And he and Xander fit like a hand in a glove. They, they complement each other well. Um, Xander is the one guy that can get Patrick Cantlay to talk, let alone smile on the golf course. And, and so I just think it's such a comfy combo. And look, these guys were, were slayers in the Ryder Cup as well. So I have a sense that they're going to do something special this week. Plus 850, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. And Mark, looking at your one-and-done selection since the Sony Open, it looks like you might have been boycotting that for quite some time. <laughs> No, no, no. I thought I was going to get to pick wow. one guy because I've been sitting on Billy Horschel the whole time. So you can pull that comment there, you. I'm just playing. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Mark, the natural response would be, my Venmo hasn't been doing that. <laughs> you can be mad. Right right. uh, KP, you and I very much aligned. We're going with Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. They're 12 to 1. I just think Billy Horschel cares about this more than anybody else in the field. <laughs> he might. Yeah. And they played, they played well last year. You know, they finished two out of that playoff uh, that, uh, that the, the Aussies went on to win. Uh, Burns have been playing really well. I mean, they both been playing actually pretty well. Uh, they're, they're both the last time I looked, if you look at last 20 rounds of play, they're both in the top 20 in terms of uh, total strokes gain of the, of the guys in this field. And uh, there's actually not a lot of pairings that, that can say that, you know, it'd be one guy that's hot, one guy that's not. Uh, so I really, I really like them. They were great together last year. They need to not do like pose for the, the rap photo again. That was tough to watch. <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm fired up about, uh, about them and I'm fired up about the number at 12 to one. I think it's a good number. Have all three of Burns's wins come since this event last year? Or did he have one? No, they. Uh, well, I know. I, in Valspar, he played in his first Masters. So, well, I think he won Valspar, Valspar, and then in the fall he won San Sanderson, I believe. This, and this then the Valspar again. invite, though, am I right? I don't think you get a Masters invitation if you win this. Your the fall event, the fall event you're talking about? No, this uh, the Zurich event. Oh, I no, no, no. We're we're saying did yes, they have all come since the last Zurich. Rick. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I got the schedule here. So Valspar was the week after the Zurich. So yeah. since, since they have last teamed up, Billy Horschel found himself a guy who's won three times in the last year since they've since they've gotten together, which is always awesome. I'm surprised Ryan Palmer didn't get him. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Mark, when you look at this real quick, do you feel like you and I were left off somewhere? Because just because it's a team event doesn't mean that Rick and KP have to make all the same picks. <laughs> we almost went. Yeah, we almost did the trifecta there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll be smart. Maybe we won't. We'll there we go. There we go. Uh, all right, gentlemen, we have only one last thing to do. It's our one and done selections. And there is Max Payne involved this week. We're going to get to that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. One and done. We have decided. Jacob. Not we. Let, let's, let's refrain that. Jacob threw it out and I said, yeah, let's do it. Max Payne. That's kind of how we got there. That we are using both players. We're burning both of them and only collecting one check. So you don't get 2.4 million if your team wins. So Mark, uh, I mean, I, I know this is upsetting, but that's what we're rolling with. No, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I'm good with a one check because if... Uh, I'd been saving Billy Horschel, and one of you fools gets 2.4 million. I was going to be really kind of wild. But, <laughs> but so, so it's it's the rules of the game. I, I'm fine with it. Let's go. I got I got to pop on here and defend the decision real quick. <laughs> Literally, you're going to see whenever we show the board, it's going to be a great diversity of picks that we're going to all have fun you know, following throughout the week. If it was only one player, it would literally be six people taking Ryan Palmer and Mark with Billy Horschel. Jacob, I should I should show you a picture of my desk in front of me. I couldn't organize a one man parade, let alone follow. How many golfers do I got to follow this week? I can't be doing that sort of stuff. Well, <laughs> you gonna send me updates? Uh, it's the PGA Tour app or the CBS Sports app. You know, <laughs> cool. I'm all over. Okay, don't don't reveal the board yet, Jacob, because I have the fans selection. And the fans who are currently smack dab in the middle of this 4.4 million and coach, they're coming for you. You're next in their sights. They've already taken care of Greg and myself and Kyle and Sia. You, my friend, are next. Are you concerned about that? No, because they had a chance to take a shot at me last week and what ended up happening. Let me just quickly recap how big of a bullet I dodged last Sunday. Because everybody, including the fans, what did we have? Six people, five people that had Shane Lowry last week. 1.4 million to the winner. He ended up being in a, a seven-way tie at 12 under, mm. 330,000. So everybody that took Shane Lowry lost 1.1 million. I don't feel bad about it. So they tried, couldn't get the job done. They won't get it done this week. Coach, if it's any illustration how important this league is to me, I'm on the front group. I'm on Candler, right? And uh, and Shane's in behind us. No one was covering him because Colton Nose was on Jordan Spieth, who was he was on playoff watch for the time being. And uh, when I'm on 15, the par five, and I hear that Shane has chipped it into the water <laughs> on 14, I was so hot. I actually didn't make a call for the, until like 16 green. I just fell oh. out of there. I didn't. I couldn't speak. I was so angry. I'll tell you, it was horrible. Oh, that that makes me so happy, and I love that you care so much. I love that. Oh, it was like that slow roll to into the water. It was like, is it gonna go? Yeah, oh, yes, it did. That was yes, tough. That was tough. Uh, I think to to refute producer Jacob, I think we should have been allowed to pick an individual, but you only get half the money that the team earns. So like Mark should have been allowed to to pick Burn or to pick uh, Horschel, but if they win, he only gets six hundred thousand. 
but the team, like the team earns 2.4 million KP. So we'd have to give them a quarter of what they are. No, uh, no not double. No, they're splitting. They're splitting one prize. They changed it this year. It's I'm like 99% positive. It's 1.2 million each. They've, I, could go with, I could really go with that. No, what they've done is like first and second, they split that. Third and fourth, they split that. So whatever that is, what is yeah. that? First is two point. Yeah, yeah. Because first is two point four million. Each each is one million one hundred ninety nine thousand three hundred fifty dollars each. Wow. Okay. 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 Let's go. Never mind then. Let's whatever. Go. Whatever. Live golf league. Come play the team <laughs> and get over a million dollars. <laughs> the fan vote was, I believe, the closest one we've ever seen. First, second, and third all separated by just five percentage points. That's how close this is. Third place vote for the fans with 14.6% of the vote. They did not go with Harold Varner, the third and Bubba Watson. They finished third hmm. in second with 17 and a half percent of the vote. They did not go with Taylor Gooch and Max Homa oh. and with 19.4% of the vote. The fans have gone with Tommy Fleetwood and Sergio Garcia. Thank you, fans. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that is terrible. That's a misstep. Oh, it's a mistake. You're right. That is Mark, the same selection mistake. as uh, Najad, Sergio Garcia, and Tommy Fleetwood. Let me just run through these real quick. There's there's a question mark on the board I want to get to. KP went with Horschel and Burns. Greg went with Horschel and Burns. We'll loop back on that. I went with Lowry and Poulter. Coach went with Varner and Watson. Okay, that's interesting. Mark did go with Homa and Gooch, so the fans were circling it here. Jacob, what's this question mark next to your name for? No, that's that's what the question mark is. You, we can't hear you. <laughs> I knew we could not go a week without hearing a national anthem on this show. My pick happens to be related to a nationality duo. I'm going to play that anthem right now. You guys got to guess who I'm going with. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I like these guys. <laughs> It's either Broadway play or <laughs> just think of the na- so Imanon. Imanon, no, can I this, can, South can Korea. I can I give them no. a clue? South Korea. Give them a clue. Yeah, Mark, give us a clue. All right, I have a sense. It might not be on good information, but I have a real sense that these two, and if I if I'd had nationality better, would Chile. Have no, they'll be the tip of Captain Trevor's spear at the Presidents Cup. These two, they played together in this event. And they've also played together in President's Cups together. Australia. Uh, yes. Sun, Sun JM and, and uh, Mark. Australia, coach. Mark. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chile. I'm saying Chile. Boom. Kyle's You're- got it. It's Chile. We're going to go yeah, with Neiman and Mito. Oh. I mean, oh. obviously, wow. Neiman's going to be for sure a lock on the President's Cup team. But, you you know, Mito's going to be the guy who's playing for a captain's pick. And I think this is a good week for... And to show off, you know, here's what here's what me and uh, Joaquin Neiman can do for the week. So, oh my God, I'm so torn because I picked them to win. Damn well, it! Well, I damn th- it, I'm I thought I, I was misunderstanding Advanced Australia Fair. I thought it was going to be Leishman and Cam Smith. Oh, you oh, weren't giving wrong. us information about, about Neiman and Mito. <laughs> I'm very confused now. But now, okay, we got it all sorted out. I think at this point. Um, Kyle, now that you've seen the reveal of the board, you're going with Horschel and Burns. Uh, you and Greg in a similar situation. How do you feel? 
Yeah, I feel great. I mean, I, I didn't realize that I still had Burns. I don't have any of the other top 12 players in the world, but I do still have him. So I'm excited about that. And Horschel's like 15th. So I got, I got, a, I got like the third best team in the field, I think. There we go. Coach, uh, you did go with Varner and Bubba Watson. You're $700,000 behind Mark, and you are the lone wolf, the only guy with those two. Yeah, a couple of people in the chat wanted to tease me a little bit. Oh, you only got 16000 last week with Stuart Sink. This is a very difficult game to play. You can't always play the guy that you want because you may not have him, or you may play him twice, or he's just not right for that event because you want to wait for a next event. So to me, when I looked at all the teams, either I didn't have a person to use, or I didn't want to blow Shane Lowry on this event in a team event. So... To me, HV3 has been playing great. Bubba loves being a part of a team. No pressure. I think this is a sweet spot for both these guys. Mark, you are $400,000 clear of Jacob. I mentioned $700,000 clear of Coach. And you are the only man with the buddies, Max Homa and Taylor Gooch. Yeah, first off, who's this dude in the chat that's ripping me for only making 1.4 million since the Christmas break? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my other Twitter handle. All right. <laughs> who's this dude? Okay. Um I looked through the list as I said I was saving Horschel for this event. He's had so much success here, and I love the Horschel and Burns combination, but I'd use Sam Burns, I believe, maybe down in Jackson. I don't know. I, don't, I used Houston. him earlier in the fall. Houston, yeah. And he did all right over there. So and then I looked down the list, and these two just jumped off the page to me. They both are ball striking machines. This is a ball striker's place. Um, Max is easy to easy to get along with. Taylor Gooch um, in Amen Corner coverage last week. I, I loved what I saw because I thought he was just this easygoing guy that just hit the center of the club face all the time. But he was looking kind of ratty, and he had some some like almost a chip on his shoulder sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I like what I'm seeing here. He's got something to play for. So. I think these two majors ham and egg really nicely and uh, do me a bit of a favor here. And it'll turn out my, my, my bad break will turn out good at the end of the week. All right. Lots of uh, dollars on the line. Two golfers off the board for each of us. Gentlemen, I've got to get us out of here. So if you have a final thought for the Zurich Classic, it has to be under 90 seconds long. Okay, I've got one. I'm going to read the top 12 in the international team standings right now. Cam, Hideki, Sanjay, Joaquin, Ustazen, Answer, Connors, Adam Scott, it's pretty loaded top eight. Mm-hmm. EVR, Mackenzie Hughes gets a little little lighter here. Honorbon <laughs> is 11th. Leash is 12th. And then Hadwin, Munoz, Siwu, and then Mito is 16th. So top eight's monstrous. Bottom four to six, maybe not so much. We have to leave it at that. But that is very interesting information that you get here at the First Cup Podcast. Gentlemen, enjoy the week. We'll have round-by-round recaps the rest of the way. Big thanks goes out to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. The coach is available on Twitter at The Coach Rules. Mark Immelman can be found Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.